everybody welcome to another episode of drinks with dan i am your host dan and alongside me i have my long-term friend and second female guest star on this show jen porter now and in her boob <laughs> um how are you jen um i don't remember how to interact with adults but good i i see the quarantine is treating you very well right now yeah that's great we're having a good time yeah, can you please tell everybody what you're doing right now so everybody knows how good of a time you're you're having? Well, I just finished putting my boob back in my shirt because my kid's been on it all day. <laughs> now she's looking at me and thinking about screaming for more hours of the day, so that's cool. And how old is your daughter now? She just turned 3 months. Oh jeez. Well, congratulations on that. Um so obviously this is drinks with Dan and I see you're having your drink there. What you got? I have a Bud Light mango seltzer. How are those seltzers? Because I've heard decent things about them from some people, and some people say they're worse than Bud Light regulars. So this mango one's delicious, but I started out with a um, variety pack, and like the strawberry other flavors, they just taste like flat seltzer. Flat seltzer? Is that what you said? Yeah, like everyone thinks they're they're like, well, they're not too sweet. Yeah, but they're not like carbonated either. Uh-huh. And for the so, mango, it works, but the other ones, they taste like crap. I have never had one of those, and um, I, I honestly don't really care for seltzer waters to begin with, so I'm not like a big fan of any of the Trulies or whatever else they are. Um, but if you put a, one in front of me, I'd probably drink it because I didn't pay for it, you know? That's how this started. I didn't think I would like it because like, I don't do like normal seltzer, but these are they're pretty good. On a scale of one to ten, how, how what do you rate what do you rate the uh the cell the Bud Light seltzers? Uh, the mango one's probably like a seven. That's that's pretty good for well, a Bud mango's Light. Mango's good, but the other ones are just eh. Because I think I've heard people say something about like the blackberry or blueberry or something like that is decent too, but um I don't know. I and myself am drinking a Shiner S'more. I stopped at mm. Island Packy today and they had one bottle left, and I never had it. So here goes nothing. You motherfucker. What? <laughs> is it good? <laughs> really? It is, and I could not find it anywhere by the time she was born. So, oh, is it like their winter beer? Do you know about it? Yeah, it is. I figured that, and I was like, well, it could be a summer beer because it's like a s'more, and you make s'mores in the better. summer. But um, when I went to Island Packy today, they had a box of, like, a six-pack of it, and I pulled it up, and they only had the one single beer in it. So I got it, and then I filled the <laughs> – I'm such a piece of shit. I filled their, that box with other beers, and then they charged me $7.99 for it. And I'm like, <laughs> you guys totally got screwed right now. Yeah. Because I easily bought like $15 worth of beer, and they charged me $8. Out of all places, Big White has like good builds-your-owns for cheap too. So I did that last time, last time I, I went to Big Y, which was a couple weeks ago, and I went to the one in Groton because I was just happy to be down there, and I haven't been to Big Y in 15 years. So I walk in there, and I went there and built my own. The one down there had a smaller selection, but it was super craft stuff, like no Bud Lights, no um, anything. It was all like, um, they had the brewery in Groton there, they had a couple from Providence. It's all like local, local stuff. And I'm like, I'm, I could dig this. Yeah, the one in Norwich has a good selection. And it's all, like you said, like craft stuff. Yeah, so um, 
I was super excited to to actually have like actual local stuff too, and not like uh-huh. yeah, it's craft because it's you know from Boston and it's now everywhere. You know, I'd rather have something that's like from Willimantic or from um, I don't know any other Norwich or whatever. So. Yeah. So I haven't talked to you. Well, I've, I've talked to you many, many times over Instagram or Snapchat or the like, but I haven't actually seen you since 2007. Yeah, that's about right. I think I like ran into you really quick at Walmart while I had like my first baby, but. Oh, I do remember that by the checkout. I actually do remember that. It was but, really um, quick that I was just like, oh, hey, my kid's crying. Bye. <laughs> yeah. Um, I actually, every time I go to Walmart, I see somebody that we went to high school with. Like it's a guarantee. Like, I go to Target specifically, so I don't have to deal with that. I thought I was the only one. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so um, since then, what have you been up to? Tell me. Um, a lot. So I you mean, have kids? Yeah. So you're busy with that? I have three kids. I went to college, dropped out of college, went to college, dropped out of college, and then decided to just own my own business that I didn't need a college degree for, so... What business is that? So I work as a doula, which is professional support for families, whether it's on the birthing side, where I'm helping families navigate birth choices and supporting them during, or on the postpartum side, I'm doing what I'm doing now, but for other people and helping them learn to parent. So I honestly didn't know what a doula was until I met you. And, or I not met you, but talked to you about it because I'm just, I live under a rock apparently. So um, for those that don't know, what is the difference between a doula and a midwife? So I get all the fun of not having to do anything medical. So while okay. a midwife- You're like yeah. more supportive and not more like technical. Exactly. That I am um, technical, but it's in like positioning or massaging, but like anything like- cervical exams is luckily not on me so you don't you let them come out of you know the vaginas you don't go up in there digging exactly i'm gonna rub your back and your shoulders but i don't want anything to do with the goo (laughs) (laughs) that's our you let them clean up the baby after it comes out and then you take care of it from then basically is what i'm getting yeah, so like baby's out and while they're doing their thing with mom and getting her all cleaned up, I'm up at mom's head talking her through postpartum, helping her nurse sort of thing. So when do people contact you for your services? Is it like, hey, two months into our pregnancy and we start dealing with you then? Is it like the week before? Is it the day of the preg- like the day of the birth? Like how does that work? So there's no real right answer there. It's very dependent on the couple and the mom or dad and their needs. I've been contacted like at positive pregnancy tests. Okay. I have people that that's, are trying. That seems a little excessive. Cause I mean, what are you going to do? Like high five them? And like... Kind of, but I mean, some of those people, they want that support like straight on. Like, is this pregnancy symptom normal? How can I help the symptom? And that's fine. Okay. And then I have repeat clients or will be repeat clients that are trying to have babies and already like, you know, anticipate my phone call. (laughs) So it's not like a one and done thing. Like, Oh, I I had my first baby with you. I know what I'm doing now. They can do it many times. Obviously, you know, I guess every pregnancy is different. I don't know. I'm a dude. I don't get that. So different. I mean, I've been working as a doula almost five years now and I still had my own doula for this birth. 
my recent child and I don't think I could have done it without her. Like, so what did, like in your case, what did she do for you? So in our case, our baby came five weeks early. We were a planned home birth. So with a five week early baby, that means you're going to the hospital because we can't, you know, take care of an early baby at home. And that just brings up so many different things that at this point, I'm with a provider that I haven't seen throughout my pregnancy. I'm in the hospital and my natural birth plan is now Pitocin and all sorts of interventions. Right. So it's just kind of having someone help you navigate all of that because you're being bombarded with information when you're, of course, vulnerable. Right. Well, that's awesome that you had some support there to, I mean, it can be quite scary. I mean, obviously for you, you've been in hospitals and like with people having their own babies. So you kind of knew what yeah. to expect, but um, you know, for those of you that, like you said, you were planning on doing it at home and now you're in a different environment that you didn't plan on. And I guess that could be quite frightening for those that, you know, don't have the experience and knowledge that you have. So Oh yeah. Totally and it. it kind of gives the partner too, assuming there is a partner there, it gives them a break so that they're not so on and kind of just enjoy the experience. Okay. So like for the, for the births, you're right there. You, you said you're at the head of the bed. So you're actually in the room when it happens and the whole, the whole shebang, right? I'm there from whenever they decide they need me. Sometimes like if it's an induction, I might not join until later until labor's really established. But I'm there throughout labor until an hour or two postpartum, generally. So, and then after that hour or two postpartum, do you check on them like daily, weekly? How does that work? So I include with mine, and most doulas do, that we have a follow-up postpartum. But even still, I'm generally in contact like daily beginning. And is that by phone or like, uh, obviously like now with COVID, I'm sure you like, everything's different for you now. Like how is oh, that? Our field is such a different place right now. So like, how, how have you been handling it with work? I mean, have you been working? Have you not? Like, how does that work? So I just was starting to come off of maternity leave. Like I probably would have just started taking clients a few weeks ago, but I'm not taking anyone just because of COVID. But sorry, I thought you needed me. <laughs> but right now, all my colleagues, they're doing virtual support. So they're basically Zooming their clients? <laughs> exactly. Oh, well, that, that's pretty cool. Yeah, and I mean, there's a lot of support that can be offered from distance. It's not the same as having that hands-on support, but it's someone that you can defer questions to and support you and instruct the other people that are with you, so... I'm just going to throw that out there for the audience that's listening right now. This baby has been staring me down for like the last, I don't know, four minutes straight. Yeah, she's intrigued. <laughs> <laughs> this is amazing. So uh, if, if Nick ever needs a, a, a day off and needs a, a walk-in dad, I think I got you. I got him. Stare at you and probably spit up on you. She's really good at that. Yeah, I mean, the only thing is I don't have any anything out of my boobs to give her, so... Um that's a problem for a lot of people. She's just starting yeah. to like him without boobs. So, <laughs> so this is your third kid. And yeah. I know from what you, you post on Facebook or whatever, it was a difficult pregnancy for you. Um, it was. 
And I, I remember talking to you about this actually when I was going through my labor and delivery class and I was like, hey, I'm learning kind of what you're going through. And this is actually helpful for me. So I, I used and abused you. So I thank you for getting me through, um, you know, my labor and delivery and peds class because again, dude, don't have that appendages. I don't know what's going on. I have outdoor plumbing. You guys have indoor plumbing. Don't get that. It's a little bit different. I can see how that might be a struggle. Yeah, for us guys in class, it was a little difficult. Um, so luckily, you were going through um, IVF at the time. And if you don't mind, I, I'm super curious as to know like your story behind that and how it worked for you guys. And if you just want to lay it out for me, I'd love to hear it. All right. So I guess we'll start at the beginning since we had three kids. Um, so we tried over a year for our first baby. And there was a lot of not interventions, but it was actual work. Everyone makes it sound like you get off birth control and have sex once and you're pregnant. Sure. Yeah. So I was like, okay, we're getting married in like two months. I'm going to get off my birth control. We'll be pregnant like by our wedding. It'll be great. And that joke was on me because that took over a year. (laughs) (laughs) And it sounds like that would be fun too, that it's like, yeah, I'm just going to keep crawling into bed with my husband. We're going to have a great time, but it becomes work after a few months. Sure. Sure. So when did you realize that it was, it was more work than it was like obviously putting out to, to come to fruition here? Good timing. (laughs) (laughs) Couple months in when nothing's happening is usually when everyone starts to get antsy. And at that point you're taking ovulation tests and taking your temperature and, you know, putting actual work in. So did you, like, who do you talk to? Did you talk to your regular doctor? Did you talk to a specialist? Like, how did you first go through this process? So with our first, I went, I was seeing a midwife for my wellness care, and I brought it up to her, and that's when it had been close to a year, I think, at that point. And she starts doing the blood work and the testing on my husband, and we realized that we have some factors a little bit on both sides. And we actually got that blood work in the day we realized I was pregnant. So you actually didn't need to go through any treatments or anything for your first pregnancy. It would just kind of happened. Yep. My first pregnancy, I finally just got pregnant and we're like, okay, we have these issues, but it happened, whatever. Didn't think much about it. Yeah. So the second time was hilarious actually, because we just kind of started thinking about having a second baby. And took our first weekend away from our first baby and went on a brewery tour and had a baby. Beer will get you. Yeah. Harpoon <laughs> did you brewery name the baby after any beer, please, say you did? If, she, if Max would have been a girl, I was really aiming for Harper because it was Harpoon Brewery. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. So then third kid happens. Our first are getting a little older. We realize we have time. And I'm just not getting pregnant this time. So again, did you try like a year? Like what was the the time frame on that one? Um, We didn't try like in earnest this time as much that it was like, well, we'll just see what happens. Mm -hmm. And nothing happened. And we were kind of interested in exploring like where our baseline was. So we went to the reproductive endocrinologist and it ended up that we were kind of worse off than we started. Oh, so you guys kind of like regressed. I mean, you guys are what? You're 30, right? Yeah, we were um, both 29 when we started this process. So 
right? So yeah, that's young. Yeah, old. yeah that, that's young. Um, so you went to, you said it was a, a endocrinologist? Um, reproductive endocrinologist is like the um, doctor that would run an IVF or fertility clinic. Okay, and did you do that at a clinic, at a hospital? How did that work? Yep, so we went to the clinic and realized that we were gonna need some more help. Huh. And that's when you finance your life away and begin the IVF process. So the IVF process, what what is that like? Obviously, it's probably a little easier for one than the other, I would assume. Oh, the like difference between the man part and the woman part in IVF is so glaringly different how little a male actually contributes to this biologically. Right. So I'm being prepped for anesthesia for my egg retrieval and they hand my husband a cup and say, so when she's in there, you go ahead and you do that. <laughs> As they're going over the risks of anesthesia for the surgery I'm about to go into. <laughs> but even before that point, you still had to go through, I, and I only know this because of my, my school or whatever, but you had to go through months of injections prior to that to get your eggs ready. Exactly. So it wasn't like a, it's not like you just go in for surgery one day and you know, you're good to go. It takes months of prep with i mean a daily or weekly i don't know how it is now for um the prep for them to even find the eggs and fertilize them right there's even prior to that there's testing so you both have to go for all sorts of blood work the male needs a semen analysis you need a saline ultrasound where they inject saline like into your uterus to check all that out yep and only then can you begin the schedule with your injections pills the blood work and ultrasounds are almost every other day during some parts of this. Is that to find when you're like most likely to ovulate? Like how does, the, what is the, what is the purpose of that? Yep. So the injections, they um, hyper stimulate your ovaries to make more eggs. Right. Because obviously you'd only release the one a month generally. And in my case, I ended up with 13 eggs. So you're hyper stimulating the ovaries to release more. And then at one point you have to take another medication to mature those eggs. So they're ready. So you're okay. monitored your hormone levels and via ultrasound to see if those eggs are big enough to be harvested or matured or take the next step. So you go through that process. They, they put you under the anesthesia. They give your husband a cup. They take the eggs and the sperm, put them together, and then put it inside you. Is it a, like a normal pregnancy from then on out, or is it more tests and blood work and all that? Um, there's a little more of a prior to the pregnancy. That So we get our 13 eggs, and the next thing, you're waiting for a fertilization update, because if there's no guarantee, all of those are going to fertilize. Sure. Yeah. They have to look for viability and all that, I'm sure. Yep. So we end up with seven embryos. And now the next thing is if they're going to continue cell division, if they're going to be normal. So you get updates at usually day three and day five for us. And at day five is when those embryos are frozen and can be biopsied for PGS testing to kind of make sure they're normal and learn about your embryos a little more. Right. I mean, I, they know from, the, from that on early that if the kid might have Down syndrome or things like that. So Yeah, there's a lot of um, genetic disorders that can be screened for in that process. Right. And also they could tell us what gender our baby was, which is pretty cool. So did you guys do that or no? Um, we learned right away the gender. So you didn't actually choose like, I want a girl or I wanted a boy or whatever. They, it was kind of given to you? It was tempting, but someone made that choice, I'm sure. <laughs> 
Okay. I was just curious as to like, if you guys knew, like, Hey, I want a girl out of this and I want her to be six foot five and blonde hair and a basketball player. Like, you know, I don't think we're quite there with the um, genetic screenings yet, but I'd imagine with science, anything's possible, (laughs) but we did know as soon as we found out that the pregnancy was stuck, that this was a girl. So. So once the pregnancy stuck, was it like the normal ultrasounds every few months, check on things or how did that work? There's some division in the medical community. Like, so I had started my care with an OBGYN office that I wasn't sure about home birth quite yet. And they were a little more into extra screening. Like there's a small risk of heart defect in IVF babies that I, I honestly, yeah, I can't find even um solid studies on it, to be honest. Yeah. So like they had requested a um, fetal echocardiogram. I ended up opting out of, but for the most part, it's a normal pregnancy. I mean, that could just sound like a way for them to make some easy money to bill your insurance company. To uh, be honest, it felt a lot like it was just extra screen. It was it felt cover your ass on my end, like on their end, that that's what I was getting out of it. Right. I mean, is, we kind of do the yeah. same thing in the ER. Like we do all of these tests that are pointless because we're covering our asses, um, even though we know they're going to be negative. So I totally get it. Yeah. that Like uh, if there would have been something at, the anatomy skin, which is that 20 week skin that everyone gets to check fetal anatomy, then maybe it would have been a good idea. But if that looked fine, like it did, then I didn't see the point. Sure. So, uh, and then she was, she ended up being five weeks early, you said? Just about five. Yeah. And, um, and I'm assuming like everything went fine after that. Like you just happened to pop early. Um, it was a little bit rough. We were in the NICU, I think five days. Where'd you guys end up going? Was it LNM? Yeah, we were at LNM. We were taking really good care of it, just wasn't the plan. So, as a doula, and I'm sure you've seen every hospital on the eastern side of Connecticut or Rhode Island or all of it, where would you recommend to go? Obviously, you went to LNM. Is that a reason, or is it, you know, is there like we're going to be looking into doing that in the future? Like, where's the place to go? So, there's no real right answer, to be honest with you, about it. That it's so dependent. Oh, you on- correct, woman. <laughs> it depends on your desires and your medical needs, really. Like, if we're at home, if we're at a hospital, what hospital's best? Like, a um, we'll give you some scenarios. So, like, I have had a second-time mom that was a repeat client. She was Putnam area, delivered the first at Day Kimball, and wanted a VBAC. And for anyone who doesn't know, that's a vaginal birth after cesarean. Mm-hmm. And that's not something she was going to get at Day Kimball. Yeah. So in her case, because we knew that she wanted that and she wasn't going to get it locally, I recommended her doing care at Manchester because they're VBAC friendly versus yeah. local hospitals that are VBAC tolerant is kind of what we say about it that they're not going to really help you get that V back. They're not going to discourage it either, but she needed someone that was supportive of that choice. All right. So, and I mean, that's, that's good to know, you know, like there are some hospitals, I mean, that makes sense that, I mean, the smaller local community hospitals probably don't have the resources available to even do some of these more, not invasive procedures, but higher risk, I guess is the word. Yeah. Like um, when it came to having a baby early, we had that brief moment of which hospital are we going to go to that we're transferring. And for us, it wouldn't have made sense to transfer to back even though it's a little closer because we would have been shipped out for NICU needs. 
I wonder where they. I wonder where they actually ship them out to because it's not us. I wonder if they go to children's. They go to um, women's and infants generally. Oh, and Brigham. Yeah. yeah okay, that makes sense. Because um, yeah. I, mean, I work at Hartford, and I was like, I don't get transfers from Bacchus for that. I get everything else from Bacchus, but not babies. Yeah, babies generally go to Rhode Island. That so makes for sense. our case, it made sense to go to L and M, where I'd be down the hall from my baby, versus maybe stuck like away from her. So. Yeah. Um, so five days, they just kind of monitored. Now, were you admitted for the whole five days or was just your baby? Um, she was only, I ended up in the family room in the NICU after I was discharged. Just waiting for her? Yeah, that it was just waiting for her, being there for nursing, just on call for the baby. Did they let you like spend 24-7 with her? Like, How did that work there? That's one of the hard parts is even though you're like in the locked unit when you're in the family room and you're welcome 24 seven, you're literally in a cubicle with a recliner. Oh, that's awful. Yeah. So like I'd kind of be drifting off and then the NICU's hard because you need someone to get your baby in and out of the isolate. They didn't let you do that part. So you'd go down for your every three hours or so nursing session and that nursing session suddenly become an hour and a half because you're waiting for someone to get the baby from you and put her back in. Uh, that's super awful. I don't think I slept less in my life than I did in the NICU. <laughs> so now baby's three months old. How's sleeping on that? Oh, she slept through the night the first time last night. Well, congratulations. I think she's finally asleep in my arms right now. We've been protesting naps all day, so... I mean, if you're processing naps all day, then hopefully it's another all-nighter for her and uh, let you have an actual night to enjoy your Bud Light seltzer. <laughs> that's what I said. I was like, if you want to stay up all day, if you're going to sleep all night, that's fine. Just sleep. <laughs> yeah, so very cool. Yeah. So uh, I, I really appreciate you going over the the whole, first the doula and then your own personal story, because I'm sure there are people out there that, one, didn't know what a doula was like me, and two, had no idea what the in and outs of IVF were, and to hear a personal story um, for those that don't know you, this, this is just a perfect um, avenue for that. So I really appreciate you telling me your personal story about that. Oh, you're welcome. It's important to be told. I think a lot of the times people, there's some shame with infertility. I don't think that's a shame. I think it's a stigma. And uh, yeah. I, I hope that we could end that. And I'm, I'm glad that you and I are able to talk about it as openly as we did. And, uh, you know, can can move on, you know, and, and yeah help make the stigma less and people would be more willing to have kids that were trying and were too ashamed to talk about it. It is nice that um, after I shared my story on like my own Facebook, the messages that came in, like whether questions or people sharing their stories with me, that you realize you're really not alone in it. Yeah. Um, speaking about Facebook, this is a great segue. I thought of you today because I updated my Facebook app on my phone and I saw this thing that has like Facebook rooms now where it looks like you can now chat with people or whatever. And I was like, this is something I totally see Jen doing and just having all sorts of, of debauchery going through this. You, know, um, I don't know if you saw that. I did it, but I'm going to have to check that out. It sounds like I can break the internet that way. I, I, that's exactly what I thought. I was like, this girl's going to break the internet if she has no idea about this. Um, Cause I saw it today and I was like, I thought about inviting you to one and doing it. And I was like, no, nah, I don't want to, I don't want to be that weird dude and be the first one to do one. It's fine. I mean, I break things all the time on the internet. So yeah. Speaking about that, how is Yvette doing? She's good. She um, ordered some new eyeliner because that's kind of essential for her shtick there. 
So for can you can you explain to people who Yvette is that where you're referencing? Um, she's my alter ego. She's lovely. I don't know what the hell her accent is, but she's blonde and wears a bustier and reads books to people on the internet. Inappropriate children's books. <laughs> I mean, no, they're totally appropriate children's books. Like, Go the Fuck to Sleep, my number one favorite book. I actually read that to an ER patient back in the day when it first came out. My yeah, are a fan of the book. He was totally drunk and he didn't remember any of it. I'm, I'm going to lose my license over this, guaranteed. <laughs> However... Um, it was before I was a nurse, so it doesn't count. It's fair. But this guy was just a complete asshole. And I, I just, I found somebody had the book there. I opened it up and I read it to him and he fell asleep and it was amazing. That's delightful. <laughs> he went the fuck I mean, to sleep. Um, it was also like four in the morning and I was just over it at that point. So, um, it worked. Yeah, so if yeah, that is your alter ego, she has her own following her own Facebook page. She does. Um, and you've been doing that now for how long? Like two years? Yeah, I think like two years or so. I went live with her. Like I, so I was just, it started out that I was reading actually go the fuck to sleep one night. I just hopped on Facebook live. I had a long day with my kids. I was like, it would be funny if I read this to people on Facebook. And then I ended up with another book or two and I got this one called nobody likes a cock clock. And I just could not read it with a straight face as myself. So I had this blonde wig at the time and I threw it on and like made up this character and was like, she'll read it instead. And people <laughs> ate that shit up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you probably, uh, Yvette probably has more Facebook friends than I do. So <laughs> she has a lot. And the funny thing is, I don't think people realize Yvette's not real, that it's like an alter ego because she gets messages all the time. <laughs> That's amazing. That I think like my followers, especially the ones, because I have followers from all over the world at this point. And I right. had like, a viewer from Malaysia on my last video. And she's like, you're hilarious. Where do you do stand up? Well, I don't. This is, it's improv. It's performance art. <laughs> this is very true. I mean, I, I do see that you definitely get out and go to different places, California, wherever. I, I feel like I, before this whole quarantine hit, you were always traveling somewhere doing something crazy I was before this baby was born I think I was almost once a month for a while like on some sort of adventure somewhere right I mean I, I was quite jealous as to the places that you would be going but um here we are sitting in our own homes skyping or whatever that we're doing now yeah I left my house to pick up an order at fiddleheads yesterday and that was like the most I've seen people in like months <laughs> what is fiddleheads um, it's a food co-op in New London. I'm dairy free right now and they have all sorts of vegan stuff. So I've never heard of that. I don't, I don't really get out too often. Uh, you should check it out. They have good stuff. I'm I'm definitely down for a good co-op because I feel like the stuff there is super fresh usually. It is like uh, the produce. I've purposely, when I do like a grocery order and a co-op order lately, I've been trying to get it from Fiddleheads. So do you order ahead of time when you say you like you put an order in? Yeah, they have a um online system, so you order, they'll call and take your credit card and bring it right out curbside. Is that only because of the quarantine, or is that how they always do it? Um, to be honest, I'm not sure. I only thought to start using them during quarantine, but I'll definitely be going in afterwards. Regardless, the curbside's great, especially with kids. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, speaking about local co-ops, I went to um, what was it? What is it called there? Campbell's fruit food stamp or whatever, right down yeah, the street. I didn't mean to go there. Yeah. Yeah. That place had a line out the door the other day. Um, yeah. 
I don't know. I just I don't know why I randomly thought of that, but I guess co-op. Um, but that's that's all Griswold. Yeah, I don't get out there much. I mean, I was before the baby was born. I was out at Kitty Harbor every week, but yeah, I've actually never been inside there. Um, I drive past it all the time, going to like Foxwoods or whatever. But I've actually never stopped by. I've gotten money online before. The funniest thing is, I'd never gone inside until I volunteered either. So how many kitties are in there on a given day a lot over 50 i'd say holy hell that looks like a little shack too i mean it can't be that big it inside. that there's a lot of cats and they make such creative space like when they need someone this cat just like put her head in my nose there we go <laughs> um, as we speak it's like the, she knew we were speaking about them she did um she's from kitty harbor actually but yeah there's like 50 cats i'd say at a time and at some points, like kitten season, we're just like wherever we can fit them. That it's card tables with like dog crates wired together. When is kitty season? Because I I do need to get another one eventually. Um, to be honest, it's become kind of a year round thing. Like even when I left in February, we had kittens. But as it starts to warm up, like around this time of year, it's all kittens, like all the time. Yeah, my wife wants another big cat because we have one i don't know if he's norwegian forest cat or if he's uh um i don't know something he's big but she wants another big cat um Maine coon i don't know he's something he's something huge this one's part Maine coon but her mommy because i saw her like the day she was born was this little tiny gray thing i think you can see her tail right now everywhere yeah um but the siblings looked really Maine coon she's just furry and skinny yeah, like we got Dash, my cat, from the Humane Society. We were at like we were drinking at a Pixar event at a local museum. And they shut the museum down, closed it down, and they allowed alcohol in there. And it was after hours or whatever, so it was like adults only. And they had one of the vendors in there was the Humane Society. And I see this little tiny kitten, and I throw it in my girl, my girlfriend at the time. I threw it in her arms, and I was like, pet the kitten. And then she's like, all right, I can't say no to this cat. So and we ended up with a cat and she hated cats at the time. And now she's like, oh my God, I love cats. So now she wants another one. My husband cut me off really firmly at two cats. So we really compromised there and now have four. So, so I mean, you just double it. That's all. From two to four, they got to have friends. Exactly. Well, I didn't even mean to like this last one. I was just like, hey, I want another cat. Yeah. Um, so, uh, what else do you want to talk about? What other topics you want to talk about? God, I got babies. I got cats. Um, I got some older kids. They're jerks. Um, <laughs> so you got your kid, you said six, right? Uh, my oldest just turned seven. Seven. Yeah. How have, seven. how has that been without school? Man, I'm trying so hard to continue to like my kids through quarantine. And they're great kids. It's just when you're locked in 24-7 with anyone, you really see all their bad qualities. Yeah, I mean, could you just give them, like, uh, a, what is that? The Not a Wii. What is the new Switch? Can you give them a Switch and tell them to go away? <laughs> in theory, but that would mean I'm giving them my Switch because my husband got me hooked on Animal Crossing. <laughs> Can we talk about that? Because I don't have a Switch and I thought about buying one, except they were sold out everywhere. What is Animal Crossing? Is it like Pokemon Go? Like, what is this? 
Um, it's like Pokemon Go meets The Sims, I guess. So you're on an island, and for some reason, everyone else is animals, I guess, hence the title. But you have, like, all these villagers that come and go, and you have to fish and build a museum and build different, like, tools and furniture. So you play as an animal. You're a person, but that's the weird thing, is all your villagers are animals. Like, my favorite villager is a blue duck named Derwin. <laughs> like, after Steve Irwin? Maybe. But he's my favorite, and he's a little blue duck, and he plays with bugs, and he's mopey. So do you guys, like, play online, or is it, like, a single-player game? Like, how does that work? Um, It's kind of the best of both worlds, so you can, like, do all your bug catching and fishing on your own island. But you can also open your gate, which means inviting other players over to your island, or you can go to theirs. So you actually have to invite people over. It's not like a free open world where you can go meet somebody from Korea and and go on their island, right? Um, yes and no. So like in theory, like no one's just going to find my island, but there's a lot of Facebook groups where you'll post up the code to your island and people will just come over. Okay, so you have to like actually physically share it. It's not like, you, know, like it's, you almost have to have like a link to get into it then. I think so. To be honest, it's my first video game, so I think that's how that works. <laughs> Hold on, it's your first video game. You've, you, have a, you have a Nintendo product and you've never played a Mario Kart? I'm 30 years old and I've maybe played a little Mario Party with my kids, but I've never actively picked up a controller of my own free will until this game. I, I don't know if I'm, I'm ashamed that your husband's held you out for this long or proud that he got, got you and broken from that. Like, I, I'm just trying to figure out which way I'm going to go with this. Um, I'm a little angry about it. Like, it's a great escape from the world. But at the same time, I'm like, can you just, kids, shut up for 10 minutes. I need to go and catch this bug because it only spawns at these hours. And my museum does not have a fucking atlas moth. Shut up. Mommy's busy. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm assuming your kids don't play it then. It's just you. I'm the absolute worst. So we didn't realize you can only have one island when we bought it. And we made Calvin, our oldest, his own profile. And then... So his profile. Yeah, his profile. And then I realized he was on my island. And now he's always like, can I play? No, I don't want you on my island. <laughs> uh, my bugs. I've worked very hard to build this island up. And no. So I, I saw the Switch. And just so I understand it completely, you can play it on your TV as well as a handheld thing? Yeah, they have the Switch Lite, and that one's only handheld, but we have the original where it's either TV or I could play it handheld. I never do, but... Yeah, because I was thinking, like, I, I was really considering it because I was the quarantine. I was like, oh, my wife and I will get it. We'll play Mario Kart or something. And then I, all I could find were the lights, and I'm like, it doesn't say anything about TVs on this thing, so I'm not going to buy it if we can't play it together, you know? Yeah, you want the actual Switch so you can play all the Mario games and things. Yeah, I mean that's the only thing I would ever pay for, like anything for Mario or for Nintendo. I don't is so is that game only for Switch? Um, I guess Animal Crossing is only Switch. So we just fucked out. There's a phone app or if there was a Xbox or PlayStation game. I oddly enough, I don't know if like Facebook or like internet's watching me or something. I keep getting ads like on my phone for a phone version, but it's not like the same. Facebook is really creepy with their ads. Like they're the worst. It, like when I was getting engaged or whatever, before I even started Googling rings, it was already popping up. And then I was watching TV one day and I, I was looking, I looked over and said something to my wife about, Hey, we need to go to the store and get, I don't know what it was, milk, orange juice, something. 
go on Facebook. There's an ad for orange juice or milk or whatever it was. I'm like, what is happening right now? I swear they read your mind. I don't think, I think they listen. I don't think they're reading minds. Oh yeah. I think- listening for sure. Because the ads I get are always super specific. Like you've said that I'll just casually mention something and all of a sudden. Yeah. And the thing is, I don't, I don't even remember having the Facebook app open during the conversations. It just no. like, so it's gotta be listening. Yeah. Um, and sometimes it's not, babe, what was that one ad you got? The legal one. Oh yeah. So my husband, for some reason, was getting this class action lawsuit ad for, like, if you were molested as a Boy Scout. Was he a Boy Scout? Were you a Boy Scout? Yes. So I wonder if Facebook knew that, you know? Yeah, that's really... I don't know why we're getting this ad, but maybe they just knew he was a Boy Scout and wanted to just see. Recently, I've been getting ones for hearing protection lawsuits like if you served in the military and you had these head earphones, you're you're subject to 1.2 million dollars. And I'm like, this can't be real. Um, my ads are actually really hilarious these days. I think it's that they know I have three kids now, because a I get the really shitty, sexist, targeted ones for weight loss products. Being a new mom, but I also I don't know if the like Facebook knows I have three kids because I'm getting vasectomy ads now. <laughs> <laughs> you forward them to your husband like <laughs> well that's the funny thing is after um infertility it's like why bother i don't want that miracle <laughs> thank you <laughs> i saw how expensive it was i'm gonna hard pass but um my kids today said that we should have more babies so that they can all be friends as they were like beating each other with some bowling pins so do you watch the office i've only seen bits and pieces i failed oh because that reminded me of like um steve carell they they had a flashback to when he was a kid or whatever and he said i want everybody to be i want there to be more people in the world so that way i have more friends or something like that <laughs> they're about see he was probably like six or seven years old when he said that which is about your kids age which made me think of that yeah, yeah they're um, literally like beating each other with plastic bowling pins today and shoving each other for like their preferred seat in the kitchen going we should have more babies children do you not you're fighting See, I thought your Facebook ads were going to be like for minivans or something like that, you know, like a super soccer mom car. No, I think maybe it's just because I'm not the typical mom in a lot of ways, but I get a lot of like mom ads and then the others are just weird like that. You know, we're talking about this. We're totally going to open up Facebook later and everything we talked about is going to be on it for an ad. It is. The second I close this down and check my Facebook, I bet it's full of everything we've discussed. Zuckerberg is already programming it. It's already being taken care of by Zuckerberg. It is. Oh, I get a lot of ads for the um, Drizzly app, too, the liquor delivery app, so that's fun. Hold on, hold on. What is this? You didn't know about this? Continue. So there's an app called Drizzly, and they deliver your liquor. I'm becoming the best shut-in ever. I mean, that's that's pretty ingenious. I, I didn't know that that existed in Connecticut. I thought it was illegal. No. So now like everything, because usually you're just limited when you're, you know, shut in to like whatever you can get a big Y on your Instacart order. But now right. you can get hard liquor and wine and all the things. Because when I lived in Philly, they had drive through liquor stores. I've heard about those. Yeah. So I went to one of them and um, it was actually really funny. The day I went there, it got bust. Like there was like all these undercover cops there because the chief of police was there and um, 
he was super drunk going through the drive-thru and they caught him finally because he would do this like oh every goodness. day. So I got, I was there when they busted him, like f eight, eight cop cars came out of nowhere. Like, like what is happening? That's a hell of a way to break that place in. Yeah, I was like, well, I'm going to keep coming here because obviously they don't give any shits. So my kind of place. Yep. Um, so you and I kind of go back. I'm trying to remember when we first met. Cause I didn't go to, I didn't go to public schools until the fourth grade, but I don't think I actually met you then. I don't think so. I was a really quiet kid, so I probably didn't meet you until whenever you moved to, like, Glasgow-ish area. I didn't move there until I was, what, a sophomore in high school? We've had to no, have had we to definitely be. are, like, middle school, you and me. Well, that's what I'm thinking. Like, it had to be something. You know what? It was probably, like, choir or something. Oh, I think you're right. I bet it was choir back in, like, middle school or something with, yep. with the Baccarellis or something. Yeah, probably music. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, we used to grow up together. You lived, what, I don't know, eight houses down? Something. It wasn't very far at all. We rode the same bus together. We would spend countless hours riding that bus back and forth to school. Miss Quinn. <laughs> I couldn't remember her name at all. I'm like, I don't know who this is. For some reason, it's just always, like, I just have weird bus memories like that of, like, us and Joe Poole and Amanda Fish with Miss Quinn, like, behind the wheel, whipping it around corners. <laughs> yeah, I, I mentioned that to Amanda, um, I don't know, a couple weeks ago when I last saw her. I guess it was months ago at this point. Damn. Oh my God, yeah. Because we haven't seen anybody in months. Um, right. I guess you lose track of time when you're sitting at home. You do. Uh, but uh yeah we were talking about the bus or whatever um but i i remember one i don't remember if you remember this you definitely have to remember this do you remember coming to my parents house at like three in the morning delivering something i do we were talking on aim about something and i was like oh i've got you and i had dondra from downstairs walk with me in the dark <laughs> up the street <laughs> yes i had a personal condom delivery <laughs> or in the morning for no reason because I didn't use them. Um, that sounds terrible. <laughs> I mean, I'd be completely honest. I didn't because I had nobody to use them with. So, but you said um, something about them and I was like, don't worry, I've got you. And I don't think you thought I was really coming because then I just, no. did you do? <laughs> Not at all. I'm sitting there and all of a sudden there's a knock on the back glass door and lo and behold, Jen's coming at four in the morning, dropping off condoms. You better be safe. Even like I was really like coming in clutch all the time. <laughs> um, I do. If I had to remember the brand, I think they were Durex. They probably were. Yeah, that was you were coming in clutch back in the day for me to fail. <laughs> it's fine. I, I was preparing you for the real world. <laughs> a, a failure, misery, and failure. <laughs> welcome <laughs> yes um that was that's my favorite gen memory that i have i just remember you drinking a lot of juice boxes on the bus juice boxes are legit all right there were like two every day i think they were like apples and eve or something i have a picture i'll send you the picture 100 percent accurate that they were apple and eve berry berry juice boxes <laughs> they are still legit all right um i still drink them to this day and in fact i buy it by the gallon now you can get those by uh, the gallon. I actually I haven't gotten in them in a while because the grocery store has been like out of every yeah. juice. 
Um, but they did have the the by I guess they were gallon sized. They're like they look just like apple juices, like the big tall containers. They're delicious. Yeah. What um, you try is the um honest kids, the pouches, they look like Capri Sun. There's a tropical mango tango. It's my favorite. <laughs> if we're talking kids stuff, I'm I'm a big fan of the applesauce that's like strawberry applesauce, but it's the the squeezable kind. Oh yeah. I forget who made it's gotta be Mott's. I use the um go-go squeeze ones that the kids like are partial to it, but I like just their unsweetened applesauce. It's so good. But it's in a pouch, so I feel super ridiculous with it. Oh yeah. I'll be sitting there watching Netflix and my wife will look over to me and I'm just sucking down this applesauce packet and juice box like I'm five years old. And she's the best. And my kids get pissed when I like raid their teddy grams. Oh, Teddy Grahams. I haven't had one of those in a while. Did you see that they're bringing back Dunkaroos? I don't want to introduce my kids to them. I just want them for me. That's that's fair. I mean, that that's what nightstands are for. Like, you, you put that somewhere where they're not going to look. The worst thing is that they're really coming on to my lies. That for a uh, long time, things like this is broccoli chocolate worked. Broccoli chocolate. <laughs> Dude, I'm like, oh, this is actually broccoli flavored and you're not going to like it. Or I, this is spicy, but my freaking kids like spicy things now, so I can't win. Uh, do they like sour? Tell them it's sour? I don't know. Yeah, like they're really wising up to my mom lies, and it's very sad. Mm. Tell them it's beer, and they can't have it till 21. Grown-up juice. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Tell them it's, it's alcohol. It has alcohol in it, and they can't have it till they're 21. That ends yeah, that. We try not to lie to them. But at the same time, there's this balance, you know, where I'm like, it's a grown-up soda. You got to look for your your sanity here. Like, you know, like, oh, you got to look out for your own good. Exactly. Oh, man. The baby's up and very smiling now, by the way. I know you can't see her face, but. Yeah, I guess she, she's over me now, huh? Well, she took a little nap there. I think she got bored of us. <laughs> Oh, uh, I mean, I get it. We're talking about boring adult things because we have nothing else to talk about. Yeah. Her baby book, like, super sucks. So we use this thing called Queepsake, which is, like, a texting app. And it gives you daily prompts, like, where's your favorite place to go with your baby? And I feel like it's been so damn rude to me through quarantine. Where's your favorite place to go? Who's your favorite person to see? Bitch, we don't leave the house. <laughs> my favorite person to see is the tv like yeah our favorite thing to do is walk to the living room <laughs> we walk to go get the mail at the mailbox <laughs> that's my favorite part of my day and i didn't even get to do it today because the kids were high needs all of them but i literally saved that as my thing for myself is getting the mail it's amazing <laughs> yeah i mean i i don't know I, getting the mail to me is a real pain in the ass I think I started to hate it when I lived in Florida and walking to the mailbox and back, you just sweat. And I was like, no, I don't want to go sweat for 20 seconds to go walk to the mailbox. Florida sounds terrible. There's bugs and humidity and I'm just not into it. Gators and... Uh, well, I love gators, but... I guess I wouldn't love gators so much if there was one like in my pool, so... Yeah, I mean, they were cool. I mean, it's, it's, as, it's as frequent seeing a gator where I was as seeing a deer here. I would love that. So we went to, um, what the hell was the place? On one of those airboat tours last time we were in Florida. And I got to hold the gator. It was like the highlight of the trip for me. We went mini golfing one day with my parents. It was, actually, it was the last day that they came to visit me. We were like on our way to the airport. And we had time to kill. So we went mini golfing. 
and they had live gators there and you could pay like i don't know what it was five bucks and they'd give you gator food I'm like yeah let's do it whatever i think i went to that was it like congo something congo river yep. yes we went there um our baby moon with max we went to congo river and it was the best thing ever but i didn't touch the gators because i was pregnant and was afraid of salmonella so my dad and I bought the gator food or whatever for like five bucks, six bucks, whatever it was. And they gave you a bag of chopped up hot dogs. And we're like, we're like, are you serious? We just paid $5 for three chopped up hot dogs. Like yes. that was ridiculous. That cost them all of a dollar. And I'm pretty sure this is not gator food. This is pig. I guess anything's gator food if they eat it. I mean, this is true. Um, but yeah, so I didn't know you were in Clearwater. Oh, it must be a chain. We went to um, Orlando for our baby moon. Oh, that makes sense. Because I was like, this was like literally down the street in Clearwater. Like you went yeah. all the way there and didn't come visit me. I'm a little pissed off. <laughs> I don't think I knew where you lived at that point. I'm a little aloof to these things. Yeah, I kind of went off the deep end for a while. So I can't. Haven't I can't we do... all though? Haven't we all? <laughs> this is true. Baby, um, would you like the baby for a few minutes? Would you like the baby for a few minutes? Okay. I mean, I'll take she her. She doesn't look very big, but like my arms get sore. I mean, and she's she's impeding your your beer drinking or your seltzer drinking. She is. I did manage to finish it, but it's like I'm right-handed and my seltzer's to my right, so I have to hold her with this hand and kind of just. Yes. Oh, and that, tacos already. So that could be an issue. They could. Um, you said your tacos already. They are. So as soon as I'm done with this, I'm totally going to eat a taco. I think they're like HelloFresh or something. We got one of the meal kits this week. Uh, I've done HelloFresh and I've done the other one. Um, blue something box? Blue Apron. Blue Apron. I'm like, blue box? Blue something? Yeah. We've tried almost all of them. I think it's Hello... Oh, no. It's Home Chef we have right now because I'm dairy-free. So finding stuff with that is hard. Never heard of that one. It's good. Um, the stuff's a little more pre-prepped. We were doing dinnerly for a while, and that's cheap. It's like thirty-six a week, but there's so much prep. What was that? You said thirty-six dollars a week. Yeah, it's super cheap. It's just it's so much prep. So like with three kids, and he's working twelve-hour days. Like it was just a lot of chopping and too much time. Trust me, I get it. I work I work twelves myself, and I drive an hour one way, so it's like a fourteen hour day for me. That's the last thing I would want to do. That's where he's at with like turnover time. It's usually like fourteen hours with commute. Yeah, that's that's not fun. What are you doing? She's really into this. <laughs> um, if she could talk, she'd probably be saying like, "This is legit." She's gonna have her own podcast. I guarantee it. She's pretty talkative already, so I'd believe it. If you had to put a dollar onto what word is going to be the first word that she says, what's the word going to be? I want to lie and say that she's going to like say I love you or mama, but I'm pretty sure my kids thought that their names were fuck for a while, so. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guarantee with my wife, that's going to be their first word too. These quizzes on Facebook, like where you quiz your kid about things, I've gotta be honest i've changed the answers before because my kids make it sound like i'm like the worst it's like what's something mommy says a lot for fuck's sake <laughs> <laughs> at least they're honest you know that calvin does this impression of me where he puts his hands on his hips and goes for fuck's sake calvin <laughs> oh man at least they're not in school right now to you know get you in trouble there no but he did um he told his preschool teacher that once 
So I go to pick him up from preschool one day and Mr. Chris calls me over and it's just like, Hey, I want to tell you about this thing Calvin did today. I'm like, Oh God, what did he? It's like, so we're on the playground and Calvin just comes up to me and goes, my mommy says fuck a lot. And then I just ran off and went to play. Oh man. You don't get secrets with kids. Nothing's a secret. Oh, the things to not look forward to. It's great, I promise. And oh, not yeah, great. great. Having D- DCF knock on my door. Yeah, sounds like what I want to deal with. No, it's fine. You keep them closed and fed. And that's the shittiest thing is I feel like I'm a really good mom most of the time. I just swear a lot. But I mean, what's the worst thing? Cool. My kids are smart and they're awesome and they occasionally drop F-bombs. There's worse things, right? <laughs> you can get straight A's all you want if you want to say the F-bombs like whatever we've been having a lot of conversations because you know like I said we're on top of each other 24-7 now about like context and audience but I'm like listen we just we don't say fuck around our grandparents and my dear sweet child he goes you're right we can't say fuck around Gigi because she'd repeat that (laughs) (laughs) that is exactly right you that is the reason exactly Calvin exactly um before i let you go i have one final question since we are going to be neighbors again shortly we are um what is one thing i need to know about moving to your area we have no noise ordinance so have fun with that (laughs) whoa whoa, like i can like people go out shooting guns like what are you talking about here like oh yeah because people just shoot guns in their backyard But most of all, we have this neighbor that, like, clearly doesn't give a shit about social distancing or any of that because they've had parties, like, every single night. Loud parties, like, where the bass is, like, in my living room. How far away are your neighbors from you? They're across the street. Not that far, but... But far enough where it's it's ridiculous. Yeah, where, like, I shouldn't be feeling your music in my living room. Wow. All right. So good to know. There's no noise ordinance. So hopefully you have better neighbors than we do because we've been dealing with that during quarantine. Good to know. I was expecting like, you know, a good pizza place to go to or, you know, something like that. But I got, you know, hey, you can go out, you know, streaking, yelling at the top of your lungs and nobody can do anything. Nobody gives a damn. But also Nino's Pizza. It's legit. Check it out. (laughs) (laughs) That's an answer. That's kind of where I was going for. (laughs) I try to keep it real. <laughs> hey, I mean, I appreciate it. Now I know I can, you know, have my, my 90s music blasting at four in the morning and nobody's going to do anything about it. You can. I mean, I countered my neighbor's party with Celine Dion blasting out of my minivan last week. So as long as this is my heart will go on, that is perfectly acceptable. It was. I made sure to screech along as badly as I could to it, as badly and as loudly. I don't think they liked it, but. Hey, I mean, what are they going to do about it? Because they can't. Yeah, I tried to be nice, and my petty bowl was just overfilled that day. So, what can I say? Good for you, Jen. Well, I don't want to hold you up from your your taco meat. Um, yeah. But uh, it was a pleasure doing this, and I hope we can do this again. Um, again, thank you so much for sharing your personal story. I really appreciate that. Um, oh, you're welcome. This has been nothing but a pleasure as always. I, this went just as well as I thought it was going to be with <laughs> with our personalities. Yeah, we'll do it again sometime, maybe when we're not locked down. Oh, I cannot wait for this to end. And actually I'm going to see grown-ups, and it's going to be amazing, and I'm going to get away from my children, and I can't wait. I guarantee that as soon as this quarantine ends, the state is going to have the most DUIs ever. 
Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. But uh, anyway, I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to hold you up, but again, it was a pleasure doing this and I hope we can do this again soon. You too. Have a good night. You as well. Brett. So that's going to be this week's edition of Drinks with Dan. As always, make sure to like and subscribe to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, please be sure to check out the rest of what the Sideline Network has to offer. Start your week off right on Mondays with Richo and Lala Show. As always, catch Drinks with Dan on Tuesdays. And then make sure to catch Richo and his absolutely Eagles-friendly biased take on the sports world with Richo's rant on Thursdays. And then be sure to catch LaValley on LaValley Sports Talk on Fridays. Thank you all for listening, and I hope to see you again next week.